everybody. Good morning. Pastor Lenny. Pastor Lori. So good to be with you here this morning. It's Wednesday, just like every Wednesday or most Wednesdays. Most Wednesdays we're together and uh, also on Fridays. And then on special occasions when I can get her up out of bed, you know, early enough and well, she has right. to get done with her exercising and, That's right. you know, and then, um, you know, fix her hair, put on her makeup. So sometimes she, you know, she just can't get ready quick enough. But on Wednesdays and Fridays, she knows and she's here. So we want to welcome you for joining. And uh, we love you guys. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know Lori echoes my sentiments. We're so thankful and appreciative of you all. You know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Yes, Daddy called us. Amen. God called us. He called us to New Life Ministry. But the way he supports New Life Ministry is through his children. That's you. That's you guys. And we're so grateful and thankful for you guys and, uh, you know, all that you do. And I'm going to put the uh, website on the screen so you can see it. For those of you that want to stay in contact with us, you know exactly how to do that. On our website that's listed on the screen, newlifeministrymhv.org. They can do everything. They can send us emails, direct emails. They could watch videos that were taped. Mm -hmm. You can watch Pastor Lori's uh, message from last week, okay? Uh, and you can watch us live. And also, there's a section where you can, where you can give, where you can support. And uh, like I said, Daddy's called us. This is his work. But the way he, he, he takes care of his work financially... Is through his children, so we love his you and we thank extended. you. Yeah, what? His hand extended. His hand extended through people. Through them. Through so there, his hand extended. Yes. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Some are called to stand before a, a camera or before uh, behind a pulpit, um, or or you know, on going on missionary trips, but others send, others support, and they get the same rewards. I know how many times I heard that when I was sending my check into KCM, you know, Kenneth Copeland Ministries and, and Christ for All the Nations and, and Teradaz Ministries and Andrew Womack Ministries. Lord knows I, I, I heard it over and over again, you know, their victories, uh, um, 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 their, their testimonies, you know, we get credit for that. That's right. And you guys get credit for everything, you know, everything. You're connected with us. You're connected with us. And God is doing some mighty things. Amen. Amen. All right, so I have no idea what I'm going to share today. All right, so we're going, to, we're going to start with this. This is amazing, okay? This is amazing. You know, when you look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10, you, you, you kind of read it and, and you think that this is where God, you know, has placed us now. This is where we are now. This is because of Jesus Christ. Oh, praise Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, God's wonderful sacrifice and offering, who through his sacrifice and through his offering, as he, as he was on that cross, as he was on that cross, bloodied and battered and beaten and torn, bearing our sins, okay, we put our faith in him, you know, for justification, for righteousness, for forgiveness of sins. It's all about him. It's all about what he did. Precious Jesus, precious Jesus. 
and he was buried and God raised him from the dead. Raised him from the dead saying, no, Satan, he's an innocent man. No sin and death, he's an innocent man. And he was declared righteous through power, through power. And we were raised with him, united with him, and we were declared righteous. And we have but, the same power. Amen. We have that same power dwelling within us. That's right. Right? That's right. We just have to awaken to the truths. And that's what awaken we're doing. Awaken to the truths. And that's what we're, we're, we're doing. That's where the Holy Spirit is leading us every day. Um, and we hope, you know, we're not saying that we've arrived, okay? We've, we've not arrived. I know a lot of times you'll listen to ministers and, and preachers, you know, talking about, you know, talking about what you have and, you know, you've already got this and you've already got that. And, and well, where is it? Okay, where is it? Well, it's deposited within each and every one of us. And Lori and I are not saying we've arrived. We're not going to be one of them that, you know, that projects that they've arrived. And a lot of times they know they haven't. But anyway, they'll project that they've arrived. But we know we're heading in the right direction. Amen. And we're seeing victories. And we hope you're, you're moving in that direction with us. And you're seeing victories with us. But anyway, faith in Jesus Christ, right, puts us to this place of... 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. And, and, and listen to how beautiful this verse is. You want to read it? Sure. What are you doing sitting next to me? I'll read it. Okay, but nice and loud. Okay. All right. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellences of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Isn't that powerful? Wow. We, we're a chosen race. Chosen. Right now, through Christ, in Christ, we're a chosen race. Royal, royal, right? That has the meaning of king, kingships, kings, queens, royalty, royalty. Remember Paul in, in Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, those of you who have received the gift, no, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, right? Once you've received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you will rule and reign as kings. In life. In life. life. Over life through Jesus Christ. All right? So here, you're chosen. You're chosen race. You're royalty. You are royal. You're like a king and a queen, you know, and you make decrees and you give commands. And you're a, a, a priesthood, a priesthood, mm. holy unto God. Saint. Saints, holy and blameless. Mm. And, and, you know, before the fall, we know a powerful scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. And it says before the fall, before the fall, he saw us in Christ. Before him in love. Perfect, blameless, holy. So here, a, a priesthood, a holy nation. God's own possession. You know what's amazing about that? You know what's amazing about that? A lot that? of it. <laughs> That's how God want, wanted it to be. The That's how God in, has always intended it to be. We've been looking at the Abrahamic covenant, which is a grand covenant. And you know what the amazing thing is? 
um, you probably can chase, can, can trace, as far as human history goes, known human history. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, these stick pictures of, you know, cavemen. We, that's a lot of conjecture is there. Okay? But we're talking about real human history that's known. There were 2,847 years, 2,847 years of human history prior to the giving of the law. You, you hear that? Mm-hmm. 2,800 and what did I say? 47 years. Now, once the law was given, okay, it only took... 1,300 years until Christ came. So, so that means that man was living in the grace and mercy of God two times longer than they were in the law. But yet, on that dreaded day, on that dreaded day in Exodus chapter 19, they rejected grace. They rejected that Abrahamic covenant. And we talked about how God put Abraham to sleep. And he walked through the sacrifice. And he walked through the sacrifice. That's in Genesis chapter 15. Now, what did that mean? Well, typically, if it was an obligatory um, um, covenant, both parties would walk through. And both parties would, 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 would make covenant with the others. They're passing through, and they're both saying to one another, I will make good, I will make good, I will make good, okay? I, I won't disappoint, I won't disappoint, I'll keep my end, I'll keep my end, right? But no, that's not what happened. God put Abraham to sleep, put him out of the way. And God was the only one that walked through the animals. And God was saying, this is on me. This is all on me. Mm. All obligations fall on me. You know, and, and you think about it. Did God want people to lie? No. But Abraham was in covenant with God, the grant covenant. And God, you know, you're going to be a great nation. I'm going to protect you, you know. And so what happened? He lied to Pharaoh. He lied to he, he, he lied to Embemelech because he said, Sarah's my, my sister, not my wife, because he was afraid. He was afraid. Where was the trust? But we know what happened. God spared him. God spared him. But you know what's the amazing thing? A lot of people don't talk about this. He didn't spare Abraham only. He spared Sarah because when he made that covenant, he made it with Sarah also. He was going to be the father of many, a multitude of nations, and Sarah was going to be the mother of multiple nations. She, he, God changed his name, her name from Sarai to Sarah, Grace. So she was under covenant with God. She was, uh, God was not going to allow any man other than Abraham to lie with Sarah. So God had to protect because that was his obligation. He just didn't make it. 
covenant with Ab- Abraham. He made it with Sarah, too. Have you ever heard that? No. No. It's about Sarah, too. We're going to have a great Mother's Day message coming up. And so you, you see that um, in the scriptures. And, you know, and then you ask yourself, well, what happened during the flood? What happened during the flood? If they were under the grant covenant, well, know this. The Bible says where there is no law, sin is not imputed. So those people, those people, when Christ was crucified, right, and he, he, he preached to all captiv- captivity, they, they heard the gospel. Who knows if, where they are now? I'm not going to be surprised when, I, when I'm in heaven and see who's there and who's not there, okay? But the thing was, it, it, when you look at that portion of Scripture, it says God was grieved. God was grieved that he had made mankind. At that point, he, he was grieved. And so we see that taking place with, with Moses, too. But that was under the law. So anyway, what happened? It says he was grieved. So he gave them his mercy. He gave them 120 years, 120 years to listen to the righteous preaching of Noah, 120 years. And they laughed and they scoffed, okay? And you know the day came. But why did God do that? Listen, if God didn't act the way he acted in the times he acted, we might never have gotten to a virgin that would say, be it unto me according to your word. You know, there's portions of scripture that talk about the Nephilim, where it talks about the sons of God, you know, looked upon the daughters of men. You know, we know that, that Satan was trying to infiltrate mankind as much as he can because he knew that promise from Genesis, you know? He, he knew this chosen one was going to be coming. So he, he tried to corrupt all mankind, you know, because Jesus had to be sinless. Now, Mary wasn't sinless because Mary was born into sin. But Mary was a virgin, and so God became the father. But if, if God just allowed uncontrollable sin, even though it wasn't imputed at that time to them, counted against them, we'd never get to a virgin. We'd never get to Jesus. He want, You see, this is God. He wanted to get to Jesus as quick as he could. He really did. Thank God it only took 1,300 years to get to Jesus. But, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. People still want to be in the law. They want to still be under the law. Not me. You know, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, and, and we're just talking, I'm just, I'm not even looking at, going by my notes. But in Hebrews chapter, chapter 10, you could, you could read. You just, you know, the Bible is, is so, you know, clear in understanding if we just let it speak to us. And in Hebrews chapter 10, when you read that, you're like, you scratch your head because it says, God did not want that covenant. He was not pleased with that covenant. He did not not want that system. He was not pleased with that system. And so Jesus came and it says, Jesus came and it says to take away that covenant, Mm -hmm. to take it away. To remove it. What's taken away mean? What's removed mean? You know, what does it mean in Colossians 
You know, chapter 1 where it says, having taken the ordinances that were against us, that were contrary to us, he canceled them out. Canceled. He canceled them out, nailing them to the cross. Okay. You owe your charge card. You, you owe MasterCard, you know, $5,000. Okay. All right. You open up, the, you open up the, the, the most recent statement you get from them. And it says in black, big black letters written right across it, this debt has been canceled out. Your balance owed is zero. What's the first thing you're going to do? First thing you're going to do is the first thing you're going to do, write a check for $5,000 and send it to them? No. Why? Because it says I owe zero. Canceled is canceled. Canceled. This is why Paul says, therefore, stand in the freedom, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free and no longer be yoked or ensnared, you know, in, in, entangled in, in a yoke of, of bondage. The law, it's gone. This is why, why, why are you still worried about circumcision? Why are you still looking at moons and this? Do you know how important it is in Galatians where it says, now there is no more Jew or Gentile or, or slave. Or, there is no more. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You and I, you know Jews, I'm going to give you a little, Jews are not children of Abraham. Do you know that? No, I thought they were. No, we are children of Abraham. He's the father of our, our faith, the father of faith. You see, he's the father of faith, faith in Jesus Christ, right? Because in faith in Jesus Christ, there's the true circumcision. The circumcision of the flesh, the circumcision of the heart, the circumcision of the old nature. That's the true spiritual circumcision. So now, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Gentile, you know, whether you're white, whether you're black, there's only one circumcision. The circumcision of the heart. Spiritual circumcision. And Abraham is the father of the faith, of our faith in Jesus Christ. Through him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. We are the true children of Abraham. Not every Jew is a true child of Abraham. Only the Jews who have been spiritually circumcised. So now, there is no more Jew. There is no more Gentile. All right? There's only one. And we're all the children of Abraham, Father Abraham. Is that amazing? That is. You didn't know that, did you? No. A lot of people don't know that. So anyway, so, so when you go back to First to, to Peter chapter 2, verse 9, this is what God has always intended. He never, want, never wanted the, the law. He always wanted to, to, for us to remain in the grant covenant. You know, look, look with me. This is, this is pretty cool. Deuteronomy, I believe it's chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Ah, where is it? Now I got to find it. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5. I'm going to find it tonight, and I'm going to let you know it. But Deuteronomy chapter 5 fills in the blank 
of Exodus chapter 19, where it talks about the children of Israel rejected God, his offer on them being a holy nation, and God dealing with them the same way he dealt with Moses and Aaron. They rejected that. For some reason, they were frightened. They were scared. Who knows? But they said, nope, we want a mediator. You talk to him. He talks to us. And whatever he says, we will do. So God gave them the kinsman covenant, the first Mosaic covenant of law. We're going to start talking about that tonight. So anyway, it's not what God wanted. Jesus came and gives us back gives us back the life that God wanted for us. Chosen. You are all chosen. Every single one of you are chosen. You're chosen. God called to you. You heard his voice. You listened. And when you listened and you heard his voice and you believed, you were instantly, instantaneously, microsecond, nanosecond, faster than the speed of light. You were made a brand new creation and you were made righteous. You were justified. And after you were justified, or at the same moment you were justified, you were glorified. And from that second on, from that nanosecond, from that millisecond, from that second that's faster than the speed of light, you were made just like Jesus Christ. You were made perfect. You were made complete. You were made holy. You were made righteous. You were sanctified. You were set apart. You became his chosen people. You became a royal priesthood. You became his holy nation. That's why Paul calls you saints everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you read, you're saints. And and so, I I don't know. Today is just kind of a, a reminder of where we're at and why we're there. No works. No works. You know, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 38. Read it. Please read it. It's very important. Peter sees this vision, right? He sees this vision where all this wonderful food coming down, stuff that he was forbidden to eat by the ceremonial law. But all of a sudden, God says, Peter... Take it and eat it. And Peter's like, no. Imagine God tells you to do something and you say no. Yeah, that happens all the time, right? Doesn't it? So Peter says, no, Lord, I've never defiled myself by eating such things. And it happens two more times, three times. Finally, God says, Peter, Peter, what I have called holy, let no man call unholy. So Peter's getting it. He's getting it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't have it yet fully, but he's getting it. So now he's called to Cornelius' house. Okay, well, he knows Gentiles, Jews, they're dogs. Never has he ever been through the, the doorway, the entrance into the home of a Gentile. But he does. And Lord knows what he's thinking. So he's there and he lets him know He lets Cornelius know the vision. Cornelius lets him know, well, God gave me a vision. He told me to call you. So now, an amazing thing happens there. Peter starts, you've heard about Jesus. 
You've heard the testimonies about what he did. He went about doing good everywhere he went, you know, healing all, doing good. You've heard about him, how he, God raised him from the dead. Boom. Before Peter stopped, stopped preaching, you know, it's like, it's like God said, Peter, that's enough. The Holy Spirit fell and they were all overcome with power. Mm. Praising God, speaking in, in other tongues, in other, in other languages. The amazing thing is that Peter didn't give him a chance to have an altar call. So they can confess their sins and weep before God. That's not part of the gospel. That is not part of the gospel. So anyway, Peter's like right there says it. God is no respecter of persons. Clearly. Now you have Peter, right? Royal priesthood, holy nation, chosen people, peculiar people. That, that we might go and declare his excellencies. You know? So right now, through Jesus Christ, who became a curse to redeem us from the curse of the law of sin and of death, right? And release to us that believe in him righteousness and, and, and justification. And now the blessings of Abraham. And who believe in him in faith and receive him in faith are the true circumcised. So we're the true children of Abraham. So that means... We live in his blessings. I, I because all it. the promises of God are yes, yes and amen. amen. Abraham was wealthy. Abraham was powerful. Abraham was healthy. He lived to be 175 years of age. Well, you know what? Do you know how long Sarah lived? Not quite as long, but still, 127 years. I'll take it. Okay? 127 years. Eh, 127, 175, eh, I'll take any time, any, anywhere in the middle. Okay. Or, or until I'm done, or until you're done. But these are the blessings. A great nation. I'll protect you. I'll be your rewarder. Healing, health, it's all ours. How? Why? Through faith in Jesus Christ and through faith in Jesus Christ only. So, you know, we just covered some basics and went over some things. And I hope I didn't mess you all up. But, you know, stay with us. We're going to continue in understanding the Bible and, um, and go back and re-listen to, to our messages. And it'll become more and more clear. You'll become more and more excited and steadfast in your new covenant, oh. all because of Jesus Christ all because of the perfect Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, only because of Jesus Christ. The perfect and flawless covenant between Jesus and the Father that we enter into by faith. We love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. No, it's Wednesday. Tonight, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, we'll be live with Bible study on our website only. Walk in your blessings. Anything? See you Friday. And tonight. And tonight. And tonight. Yeah, I'll put Lori in front of the camera tonight. We'll both see you tonight. Love you guys so much. <laughs>